0: Hello, it's Charlotte's Sister C. Farrell, host of Powered by Age, Canada's longest-running senior-led podcast that invites you to do what you love. This podcast is for you if you love
1: writing or telling stories, if you love sharing poetry or doing
0: interviews. This podcast is for you if you love working on ways to create age-friendly cities. This
1: podcast is for you if you love learning how to tame technology and get more out of virtual events. If you love finding more ways to share your heritage or traditions.
0: If you love any of these things, you can go beyond listening and join our weekly podcast group. Simply email pbaafc at gmail.com and put your name in the subject line. Powered by Age is sponsored by the government of Canada New Horizons Grant, the 411 Senior Center Society, and G&F Financial Group. Good afternoon. Welcome to Powered by Age, Canada's longest-running senior-led podcast. And today, I'm Charlotte Farrell, your host. We're going to be talking about words. What a word to have to discuss. Uh, I'm going to uh, usually the people that are on first, we have them introduce themselves. And maybe you can tell what is your favorite word of the day. And first on was Neil.
2: Yeah, well, good afternoon. Uh, uh, I'm a poet. Uh, I write uh, poetry and short stories. And this is my book. From the other side, it's available on Amazon and on Kindle, and, and uh, please help a starving artist and buy my book. And uh, my favorite word, Mo, no, not my favorite word, my word for the day uh, is um, daring, daring. Oops. As in, I dare you.
0: Okay, and we dare you later to read your poem. <laughs> okay, Leslie?
1: Yes, I'm Leslie Hebert. Uh, I am a wordsmith. I write poetry, short stories, travel memoirs. And my favorite word today is cataract, which has many meanings, actually. I just had cataract surgery, but it also means like a wonderful waterfall, which is a whole nother image. So, and uh, as you see, my virtual background today is uh, a tropical island somewhere, and I'm sure there is a cataract falling somewhere in the background.
0: Well, that's a clever use of words, wordsmith. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Ramona.
3: So I'm Ramona Srinivasan, a retired professor, Bombay University. Um, a writer of uh, academic texts and um, a new immigrant to Canada and moved to Vancouver from Mississauga. And my word for the day is serendipity. That was like accidentally finding something good like this group powered by age. I'm so happy to be here with all
0: of you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Sijid.
2: Yeah, hello everybody. I'm Sijid Behruz Behnejad. I'm Iranian, uh, a publisher, translator, uh, and uh, uh, civil society activist. I've um, uh, come to Canada two years ago, uh, and uh, I love to be city of uh, Vancouver. Uh, and uh, uh, I'm very pleased to uh, meet you fine people today, and I'm uh, looking forward to learn good words from you.
0: Okay, (laughs) I put in a good word, Uh, Shahid is a member one of the board members at the 411 senior center and we gratefully acknowledge our sponsors are the 411 senior center society the government of canada new horizons grant program and gnf financial uh they make it possible for us to be at now our 82nd right historian leslie uh, yes yes the 82nd podcast 82nd podcast and uh one of the things that we've been telling people a goal of our podcast is to generate, create the largest reservoirs of stories of older people in Canada, uh, Sometimes, when people talk about people, it's just if they made the news or if they uh, were seen on TV. But everyone has, at different times, talked about someone they knew, somebody that impressed them in their church, their neighborhood, their family. So, we're welcoming you who are listening, as well as those that are on live in our. Are- magazine-style show, uh, to write, to find somebody to interview. We have had different uh, experiences with some of the people within our podcast program or in the volunteer training program, with CGSF radio. Uh, Periodically, the show airs in the Speak Up, Listen Up, Act Upon show. So there are a lot of opportunities for people to use their words and to know that they are um, welcomed. We are about the mission of changing the negative perceptions people had of older people. I was listening to, I attended the Vancouver podcast festival on the weekend and uh, among the people who spoke, they said that podcasting, you know, podcasting is an independent radio program. It's independent by an individual or sometimes a small group and that the market for podcasting where mainstream media companies, businesses, hospitals, want podcast program has grown from 9 billion, that's with a B, $9 billion to 90 billion. So they were really encouraging people to do what we've been doing here. If you have a story, a joke, a, a poem that you might share in the podcast, you can also, uh recorded with assistance from CJSF, and it'll go onto our website. And uh, who knows? There might be someone who wants to pick up your podcast as well, (laughs) or ours. Okay. Uh, One of the things, questions that I ask when we mark, there's an old saying that a picture is worth a thousand words. And there's a logo, for those of you who get our email, of a leopard- with a little goat nibbling on its ear. Who knows what picture that uh, that represents? What words that statue represents? It's found in Vancouver, there's a peace garden uh, with statues of different things around. So in front of the library that's at Kurt Street, there is this uh, whole garden of, uh, of statues that represent scriptures. And this one is from the scripture, and a little child will lead us. And the goat, do you know that scripture, Ramona? Yeah, it does sound familiar. And
3: the thing is in your mail, that picture was blank, the square. So I didn't know what it meant. But I, yes, a little child will lead us, definitely.
0: Yeah, and, th- yeah. th- and that the the fatted um goat will lay down with the leopard. And so the sculpture has this little leopard. So whenever you get our email, that picture is there. It's the the icon for the Powered by Age show and it's representation of, it's an intergenerational cross-species harmony. So I ask you if you had any things in your possession that represent where there's a picture that represents um, a ton of words.
2: I have a picture that's rather interesting, and
0: okay.
2: this was one of my trips to China, and that's me talking to
0: a panda bear. Oh, I see. He's just uh, excitedly asked, re- responding to you.
2: <laughs> oh, there, there we are. I got it right, right side up.
0: Yeah, he's talking to me at the,
2: uh, and he says he's uh, he's he's got. 30 more years to go in in in, in his sentence.
0: <laughs> that's a great looks picture.
2: He okay. looks that's, that's, that's one of my favorite pictures that that guy he's <laughs> he's he's ready to to uh, have a nap. Anyway, those are those are my pictures that uh, when I was in Chengdu in in uh, western China and uh, I, have, I have many more, of course, because they, my translator back then was, was teasing me about all the, all the pictures, all the pictures I took of, of the pandas. I was, uh, I was bl- blessed with the – anyway, there's a bunch of pictures of, of, of panda bears. And I feel blessed that I was able to –
0: <laughs> to have a chat with the panda bear, <laughs> <laughs> and and as the fence, saw, I mean, it looked like you were right there with them. The fence, uh, you know, is 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 missing, so it does show that you can have. You too might have a friendly conversation with the panda bear. <laughs> uh, Ramona, did you bring something?
3: Um, yes, I I I would like to show you a family photograph and I think it was taken almost 80 years ago so it's very precious and uh, let me know if you can see it I'm going to turn my phone away how is it now
0: yes maybe describe it to us since the people that are listening by podcast wouldn't be able to see it but right, tell us what right. we're seeing okay.
3: so so then in um, this uh, this photograph is I'm, I'm saying it's taken about 80 years ago because uh, the the baby was two years old, and he would have been he would have been eighty two now. So um, so he so that central figure there is my grandmother, Asusiana Lobo, a very tall, strong lady, a single mother who brought up her two sons, um, cultivating these beautiful rice fields in my native village in Goa. And, uh, and then you can see her sons, um, Sylvester. He, he grew up to be six feet five and worked as the chief labor officer at Bombay Port Trust for almost 40 years of his life. He was affectionately called chief by his colleagues and by his laborers. And then you can see his brother. Felix, his younger brother, who worked in the hospitality industry in some of the most famous um, hotels in Bombay, like the Ritz and the Ambassador. And then the two ladies, my beautiful mother, Olympia Rosa, and my aunt Inez. So they are the ones who nurtured the Dobo family and made it, um, you know, a wonderful place to be in. And then the youngest member, my brother, Austin, he was my eldest brother. He's he seated on my grandma's lap. And he um, grew up to be a very fine, young, intelligent man, worked as a chartered accountant for most of his life in Bombay, and then moved to Toronto, where he lived for the last 14 years of his life. So that is this very precious family photograph. It's like one of those sepia prints that you had, remember in the old days, when you mm-hmm. went to a photogra- uh, a studio, and I was just wondering what would be their thoughts and where did they go to get it taken? Because we lived in a very small village in uh, Goa, so they may have had to travel to a studio and I wonder what their thoughts were as they did that. So, This photograph definitely says more than a thousand words to me. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy I could show it to you.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful, Ramona. I love those old family photos and they really are worth a thousand words because very often they come with stories attached. Right, right. Well, um, that photo that you showed presumably would have been a formal studio portrait. Yes, they look like very artificially, you know, (laughs) like the photographers got
3: them to pose, Mm -hmm. their hands are like, and I thought it was interesting to see the different clothes that they wore, like my mother's wearing this Western dress and shoes and my aunt Mm -hmm. and my grandmother are wearing the sari. So like, you know, it's like, I don't know how come that is, it was like that.
1: So very interesting things come
3: up when you look at it. Yeah. Thank I have you, a, lot of,
1: um, a lot of photos from my husband's family. And they actually spent a lot of time moving around homesteading throughout the northern United States and Canada. And um, what amazed me is they actually, they were very poor, but they had a camera. You know, you said you were amazed where the pictures came from, but um, they actually had a camera, which, you know, my family uh, in that same epoch would never have had a camera. They would never have afforded it. So um, it's really interesting because some of the pictures are very informal and they really show a lot about their lives. And yes, some of them come with stories attached, which are kind of fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and for, you know, there are a few people within our group that are writing memoirs. Uh, Leslie's writing a travel memoir. And just from all of the things that you mentioned from that picture, I'd say you've got to start on your memoir. <laughs> because it's... Uh, in
3: fact, that's going to be my my uh, my memoir. It kind of got a rough idea of it. So those are the the six people. Yeah, six people.
0: Okay, Uh, did you bring anything, did you have something that was an example of a picture that tells a, maybe not a thousand, but a ton of words? What I have, can you see that, this is on a box of something I bought, what does, what do you think that that is? Is it a, 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 f- a phone in the holder? And
3: that's a little baby's picture in it. Like, it looks to me like a, that's a kind of a way to hold
0: the phone upright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Ryan? Mr. Ryan Neal? He's got two two first names. <laughs> um...
2: I think that's a dashboard holder for your for your mobile phone. Yeah.
0: Okay. What this is, it's uh, it's a robot camera, and <laughs> the words for it, it. It had a lot of words. It had a diagram, but you take it out. The little girl really did, you know, help you see what it is because when I when I just look at this it looks like the shape of the Liberty Bell. That's like the icon of a bell, but this fits over a tripod. And then your camera does fit in here vertically, I guess horizontally too. And uh, it's supposed to follow your eyes. So uh, from this little picture that they used in the ad of it, it did help me feel like, okay, I can put my camera there, but I haven't actually done it. I have not felt motivated. To put this on the camera because, unlike the picture down here, this looks very solid, but this up here looks like it's wiggly. And so the picture has not made me want to put my camera on a tripod and have it follow my eyes while I'm moving about. But it's kind of the tools. This is one of the things that we have coming up where we're going to do some technology Tuesdays. We had some technology Tuesdays where different people worked with either Jesse or I on adjusting the sound, adjusting background, adjusting other things, and then recording something so it had a clearer sound for putting onto the website or however people might want to use it. And Last night it was the annual general meeting Thursday night uh, for people who are listening on the radio today. And uh, now CJSF has a space at the bottom of the student. Center, new students in the center out at the campus. But downtown at 312 Main Street, we also have a location where sometimes some of you have said, well, it would be great if you could meet the person that you want to interview at another place instead of both of you having to use uh, Zoom. So that's something that is in the works. And then other tools where sometimes we will have the capacity for uh, you as a podcaster or an interviewer to uh interview a person right there or across the table from them. So those are things to look forward to. And it is just an extension of how the reality that these senior-led podcasts were different people. There are more than 44 people that have been involved in different times. Three people have presented on a topic. Uh, Leslie and, and Neil did a different type of, of story, an integration of a poem with a story. And we have... Uh, Dr. Ramona, who used the dish towel for hair <laughs> and showed us how influencers work. So, more of that is to come as we go into December. We'll be unveiling other opportunities for you. Um, of the things that we wanted to share, let's, uh, why don't we do your poem. And I have some words. We're going to look at at words. Many times people say they've run out of words or they don't just, you know, there's a word at the tip of their tongue. So I have found, uh, you know, Kindle is a system where a lot of people read their books. Kindle is welcoming books written by authors. You used to have to go through quite a system to buy and pay for someone to record you and learn how to set it up. Well, so many independent people are writing books. They have their own tutorials on how to do an audio book. They have their own tutorials. So all you have to do is come up with the words. So, uh, Leo, let's hear some of your words, and then we're going to look at... A little tool that I got from someone called a kindlepreneur. You know, there are entrepreneurs. This person is a kindlepreneur and has pages of words that fit particular things, genres like mysteries and romance. So we're going to play with some of those words in a little while after we hear Neil's selection for today.
2: Well, my word of the day was daring. The name of this poem is, How Dare You Write Poetry. How dare you write poetry? Can you hear him? I can. He's the voice in my head that said, how dare you write poetry? It was clear and distinct. How dare you write poetry? The voice continued, stop, stop, stop. This is not good for you interesting i thought as i sat down to write this poem whose voice is that it sounds stern like a man's voice but whether it's father's voice or mother's voice it simply doesn't matter they both reside inside my head wanting to tell me where the unsafe boundaries begin boundaries that pretend if followed will keep me safe. How effective are those boundaries, boundary voices then? That is a fallacy because it's not true. No matter how safe we play it, in the end, we all succumb. Maybe the purpose of the voices, as primitive as they are, is to keep the monkey alive long enough so it can procreate. The goddess of procreation is the owner of the voice heard inside my inner sanctum of my mind. For a million, million, million years, that voice has urged us to survive, follow the rules, and live. Here, God said as she splattered sicky, gooey protoplasm across the cooling earth. Go forth and multiply and see what you make of that. That edict has been driving every species to procreate ever since. This is the paramount edict of existence that drives all species. keep surviving and evolving through reproduction. Parents become parents, become parents who become parents changing in microbially in accordance with conditions, until perhaps one day we can say to God, Mother, this is what we've made of it. Every species exists because of the voices from the primitive mind, instructions to survive to ensure continuation of the seed, Variations of these rules have been passed down century after century, but boundaries deter our need to grow. So why is it not safe to write poetry? Because it is not safe to stand out among the crowd. They might see my imperfections. My hyper-narcissistic introvert like me, standing naked and unashamed before the world, is the most life-threatening thing there is to do. But there is another voice, a more, a more urgent voice, a louder voice that says, expand, grow, defy the rules, defy the boundaries, and express the voice. Express the voice from the other side that demands to speak its truth share the knowledge that it is time to move from animal-based rules of greed and lust and desire for more, time to move to a life of awareness, awareness that comes from the heart, supported by our emotions, awareness that allows us to see just how difficult it is to exist, as a spiritual being living in an animal body with that voice that tells me the rules to be safe, how dare I write poetry? I do because I must, and that voice is mine. End of poem.
0: You're clapping. <laughs> One of the things that we do is called riff, not like riff, but riff respectful, interesting, informative. Friendly feedback. So does anyone have any feedback that you'd like to share with Neil about that poem? (laughs)
1: The whole idea of boundaries, right? That are meant to protect us. And yet, um, if we all stayed within the boundaries, nothing would change. We'd be static, right? Um, so any creative person pushes at those boundaries. They don't necessarily go over them, but they push at the edge just to see how far they can push them and how much more is possible. Um, I think a lot of creativity comes, it's within boundaries, but it's um, it's exploring the limits of boundaries in a way.
2: It's um, still, it's scary. Mm, I think that's what I'm trying to say here Mm -hmm. is is that there's a voice inside that says, don't do this. It's scary.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and 99% of people don't. They don't want change. They're scared of change, right? And they're also scared of the people that push for change because those people somehow threaten existing order
2: i've 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 lived all of my life pushing the edge, trying to be in the adventure of living, because it's a wonderful life, but it can be scary.
0: I thought it was interesting the three voices, because one works like you were standing outside of yourself asking this question. And then the two voices making their case for, why not? Uh, why not speak up? Why not challenge? Why not change? And then there's the other one saying, but, you know, we should be quiet. But it was really interesting how this crowd <laughs> worked together in that that poem to raise questions of how dare you? Because people do say that, you know, you can't make any money with that. Why aren't you doing your nutritional stuff, sister C. How dare you, why, why? And you've given an eloquent answer of, of why, you know, being true, you know, there's a thing that says to thine own self be true. And that is a wonderful way that that poem communicates that.
1: It's also about margins, right? So the boundaries are the margins of something else. So uh, very often where two cultures meet, you have a margin. And that's where the interaction takes place. Um, we talk about marginalized people. Those are people that are living at the edge of society, but very often those people may be artists, creators as well, because they they don't listen to the same drum as
0: everybody else. As you're speaking of listening, one of the things that they, we were uh, – different hosts within the radio shows were encouraged to listen to each other's music. And so I went to a listening party that had electronic music, and I was expecting that it was going to drive me crazy. But as Mm. Jesse is going to play one of the electronic pieces, it really sent me thinking about that person as a creative person that it's good to respect and to explore What the painter does, what somebody does with a horn, what somebody does with drums. So we're going to be hearing a piece of electronic music as CJSF functions to give voice to those people that are not always the top 40, the people who are brave enough to independently produce their work and give a platform for them, form for them to share it where they don't have to have a $5,000 budget. They just have to be, as Neil had mentioned, bold enough to write what they want to say, to put it into a digital format, send it in so that people can hear it as they do on our podcast or as they do on the radio station. Uh, Ramona, you had a comment? No, I, I just...
3: I just want to say that Neil, I'm always overwhelmed by his poetry. It really touches my heart and I thank him for, and admire him a lot for being able to come up with these wonderful, wonderful poems. Every time that we've been here, he's either read a story or a poem and his enthusiasm is so inspiring. Thank you, Neil.
0: Thank you. Does everybody have a piece of paper? Usually, people bring a piece of paper or a um, something, paper, pen, marker. We're going to think about, first, I want you to just think about three words you would use if you were writing about something, uh, selling. And I'll count to just five, where each of you write three words that you would use if you were talking about selling. If selling somehow entered your story, your argument, your poem.
2: I okay. have nothing to write with. I have to go get something.
0: Okay. I'll go back to this. And the I'm, I'm going to email so that you will have this resource. It's one of the... Uh, Three resources that the person that is doing uh, Kindlepreneur, he said that when he was beginning to try and do his self-publishing, uh, there weren't many resources. Or he read that there was an opportunity, but uh, nobody was sharing. And so he's not selling this particular uh, uh resource on trigger words. It's just, it's among the things that he shared as a Kindlepreneur that I found was very helpful because there are at least eight people within our group that are doing self-publishing. Some people have paid a lot of money for companies that say that they're self-publishing, but they're they're not actually helping you to self-publish. They sell you a package where they print on demand. But this particular person in the Kindlepreneur series has got things tips on how do you get your copyright how do you get a number of things that people sometimes charge a lot of uh, a big fee to you um uh, to have them do it for you when it is possible to do it yourself but i think the words are are, are great because everybody at some point says i just am using the same 10 words it's also one of the things that the algorithms like um Amazon isn't the only source that is buying people's self-published books or buying people's audiobooks, but um, there are algorithms that look at the frequency at which you use certain words, and then there are some words that are triggers that uh, make the things, you know, that will make... You know, when you buy something, you buy one book, and then it says, people who've read that have also read this by John Doe. Uh, it's because of the way that the algorithm picks up the variety of words you use.
1: Okay, so... Hey, I'm not sure I understand the exercise, Charlotte. So are these words to do actually with publishing, or is, are we looking for a book title? I'm not
0: sure. No, these are looking for words that you use in your story. So even if within your, um, um, within your memoir... You have a, a, a section where you're talking about people within the bar. but if you were writing about it and you were looking for other words, these are trigger words that you emotional ch- trigger words that you could include uh, in things that you're writing.
1: Oh I, I'm not sure I understand what a trigger word is then. I, I don't.
0: It, it's really- a word that evokes a particular emotion. Mm, okay. And so, it, interestingly, he has this these words that deal with selling. You see now on the screen, selling. I'm looking at yeah. my screen, so I can't see what you see. Uh, you also, part of what the author does is write off, offers to people. So these are words that might be within the content of a story, but mm. these are words that might also be used when you are writing an offer or a description. So
1: okay so Uh, these are like keywords for internet searches
0: and things are they no not so much it's for content the content of what you write or it can Uh be the content the content of literally let's say in your um story that you read from the travel memoir Mm -hmm. uh, the person backed they might be backed into the corner um they might Trying to see, are there any words in here that you would see that would fit into either of the stories that you read? The one about the bath. Um, mm. Thinking, uh, <laughs> there were no questions asked when the person said, you know, let's go upstairs, I'm going to show you where to put your bags. Uh, mm. There were no questions asked among the travelers. Uh, mm. Um,
1: so I, I'm not sure. Um, I have a hard time thinking like this. Um, maybe uh, when I was thinking of keywords, maybe there were words that would get me interested if I was reading a book. Is that the same thing or is that a different way to approach
0: it? Yeah, well, it? well, keywords, you know, there's a thing of hashtag keywords that hmm. give you an indication of what things um other people that are searching for are interested in these words, but the idea of these words that are in the different categories are when you're stuck for a word when you're describing a situation, there might be a character or a scene or something where there's dialogue <laughs> between people. What are some of the words that might get that you might use in that discussion?
2: I'm sorry i'm la- I'm chuckling here that I'm never at a loss for words. <laughs>
0: I will say yes, that is true. Uh, is okay, let's go to another set of of uh, words here. At first, I'm going to ask you this is um, in the category energy, if you chat, write, write down on your, your your paper three words that you might use if you were writing about or even describing, like Ramona is talking about, we're going to be doing a, a podcast on brain health, and we've had many people talk about energy. So if you were planning the words or planning what you were going to say about energy, Write down three words that you would use and then let's look and see where those words fit with the 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 uh, some of the trigger words this person has identified in the category of energy.
1: So are we to choose three words from the screen or three no three words...
0: words before looking at what's gonna come up at the screen. Oh
1: yeah, okay, before that's writing... good because I'm having a hard time reading the screen right now. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh energy. Okay.
0: Ramona, do you have three words?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I think um, I think I do strength, toughness, stamina,
0: okay. spirit.
3: I'm adding one more, vitality. Oh.
0: Okay, my three were vibrant, vitality, perky. <laughs> Okay. All right, let's see what's in the uh, his list of words. Uh, amazing, audacity, backbone, <laughs> yes. relentless, sensational, spy. Sensational,
3: nice. or inspiring.
0: Mm-hmm. Eye-opening. Because, yes. because
3: mind-blowing <laughs> mind-boggling
0: <laughs> that's also nice uh neil did you have three that you that came to mind for you to, or any of your three among this list of words um uh,
2: i have three words and none of them are in the list <laughs> i i actually have three words spirit is one of the words that i had spirit it's uh, uh towards the bottom uh yes screen. yes uh connection no it's and healing i have but it's uh, a, a heart you just moved it out of my screen oh i made uh, it uh, on a, the screen uh, heart healing yes okay um, No, yeah, but I have spirit and I have heart. What about you, Nancy? Nancy? You mean Leslie? I'm
0: sorry.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I was just doing a word association thing. I didn't really know what to do. So energy, I would come up with fantastic, high-octane fire and heat, and I was going kind of in that way. I don't know.
0: Okay. Okay. So often, you know, there's some words you see that are, that are overworked. A lot of people say awe-inspiring, 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 uh, eye-opening, mind-boggling. But the idea of these is just giving you, if, if you're writing, especially since a lot of people are writing memoirs or travel stories or even in a competition, for um, Neil quite often enters these 24 hour competitions. It's good to have a bucket of other words to to choose from so that people don't say, uh, feel like they're reading the same old thing. So that's the point of uh, these trigger words that these are other things that around that particular field called energy. These are some other words that you might use uh, in the story or in the promotional material that you write about. Your story. Since again, podcasting is independent broadcasters, independent, non licensed frequencies, uh, self published authors, uh, poets, musicians. Everybody has to write a pitch. One of the things you have to do uh, for a film is you have to write a pitch. Nobody will read some of the things you have unless you have a pitch or they ask for a 300 character summary. I entered something in a film festival at the beginning of the month, and they wanted one thing that was 300 characters, which was different from 300 words. So this is just a nice little uh, collection of of words that to help you, help us all with that process. Okay, let's look at another category, which is fear. Does anyone see any words in here that you might have used or would see yourself using in talking about fear? Having a character that deals with fear or a poem that deals with fear? Panic.
1: I know it is toxic. I'm having a hard time reading this. I'm sorry, Charlotte, but yeah. So toxic relationships are always very frightening things.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Cataclysmic you don't see so much. We hear about cat- catastrophe a lot, but cataclysmic. Right. The wo- I'm, two words that I've heard so much I don't want to ever hear again, but it sounds like it's happening on my house. Atmospheric river.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs>
0: right. Do these people that have more words to use because, you know, is this a new phenomenon? Have there been atmospheric rivers before? Is it a new word they learn? But uh, shellacking. Yeah. In talking about fear, I wouldn't have thought of using, you know, shellacking. uh, I have no idea what that's got to do with fear. Well, when one thing, you know, shellacking is a lot of paint hits you at the same time
1: or Mm -hmm. that
0: it's going to, I guess you have to know something about painting or dealing with paint that that might have an association for someone.
1: Yeah, I'm just wondering if it has another meaning. You know, you hear about moonlighting all the time, right? And that basically means making somebody think they're crazy because what they think is true isn't true, or you just tell them that. So maybe shellacking is another kind of ploy to manipulate people. I have no idea.
0: Um, But in the A's, we, we hear about agony a lot, but... Uh, mm. Armageddon. We hear about a- apocalypse and Armageddon, I think, have been used a lot, but not so much in allate. What do you think about these words, Ramona? I think there.
3: I think there's a wide variety. And yes, if we're writing, we could use a lot of them. Now, like, your screen, um, whatever you're sharing, the words are very tiny for me to read. And we can't expand them. Earlier you had a. How did you do that? The font looked bigger, and we could see. Can you? Yeah, you are slowly increasing it. What yeah. If yeah. Well, it there's a little, little
0: thing up at the top that has a percentage. So I am clicking it, and okay. it increased it to Now it's fine.
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can see that you're using something there, but now Charlotte, we can see one, two, three, the three columns
0: properly. And the fourth column is kind of half. Yes. Well, this is called Fun with Learning These Digital Themes. It's wonderful. You're doing
3: this, Charlotte. It's really amazing. I am really happy to see the way you are so adept at
0: it already. Well, so oh no, and, yes yes okay no, there is a no, little thing down along the bottom this is for those of you who are at home and maybe at some point uh, doing a screen share or just a presentation uh, we're learning that all kinds of classes we, we last week we talked about the story Institute at uh, the university that uh, extended service to the for one center and helping them to contact 519 people about what they thought about the way that the upload of vaccination information had to be put into a QR code. And it was using tools and techniques that a lot of people don't have. Now there's increasingly workshops. There was something on um, accommodations and it was presented for seniors to give their feelings, but they hadn't had the experience with using uh, PowerPoints or presentations or chat. So that's why within our podcast, we're going to be increasingly giving people an opportunity to present just so you get used to both looking at the format, but also learning the tools that these little buttons and arrows and things that are within that's how you move stuff over. So um, that's what I'm doing now It's just at the bottom of the the, the, the slide on the words, there's an arrow where if I enlarge it, then I can move it to the right or the left. And you can see on the left side, there's blinded and over into the W's. You can see there's vulnerable and wrecking havoc.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I must say when I write, I make a great use of an online thesaurus. So um, if I find I'm repeating a word, I'll just go to the thesaurus and see what else I can find that has the same meaning or similar right
0: yeah and and that's what most of us were t- you know taught we we use the mm. thesaurus the different thing with these when they talk about emotional trigger words and the hashtag there's a even with the word algorithm, they use algorithms so much you, you think you know what it is, but you know that might not be exactly what it is. But there's a system of math that looks at the frequency at which a number of things are doing and that words that stimulate people to take an action like buying something, hating something, whatnot. And it's generated this list of um Trigger words. So, aside from the thesaurus, it's just another resource that a person could look at to see, okay, in my story, if we know that these are trigger words that have been identified as evoking a particular emotion, then we could look at, you know, how it might work into what we're doing. Okay. And then finally, there are words with trust. There, there, are, um, there are words related to anger, there are words related to, to, uh, to romance. So I'm not going to go through all of them today, but it's just sharing that resource with you all as writers. And then with people who listen, who are working on stories, the thing that so many people have told me about sharing, uh, who's stuck with writing something, they said, I run out of words. I don't have enough words. I'm afraid of the words or I've forgotten the words. So this uh, emo- emotional trigger words, uh, is something that you can find under Kindlepreneur, K-I-N-D-L-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R.com. Many people, you know, now for some people, Kindle is obsolete. A lot of other people, that was the first way that they started to get digital books. So this Kindlepreneur.com is one of the, it's a free space. All of the resources so far I found that this person have are free. And that's where you could locate this um, worksheet on emotional trigger words, this presentation. So I'm going to stop sharing right now. And uh, thank you for taking part of your day to come and share today. We are working ahead. Uh, Dr. Ramona, do you want to give just a few, three things about the one that we're working on, an upcoming one on the brain? how to talk about the brain and not have it in all of the ways that people make older people think about it. Do you have headaches? Are you losing your memory? We're going to be doing brain in a positive way. So share some uh, ideas on what people will get when we get to that one. Yes.
3: So I just like to, to have some fun with activating our brain through some riddles and maybe a word game. I would depend heavily on Charlotte for screen sharing. And then um, part of uh, our brain health depends on um, communication. And so we would have a very small example with some partner questions, uh, which we would share with each other in breakout rooms. Um, Some, a little bit of meditation, if time permits some movement, and then a discussion on a few topics that impact our brain health, like, Go- setting goals and gratitude, and uh, at the end we would discuss the partner questions once again to, to just to check our memory <laughs> about what each other said, you know, in the breakout room. So that that's what we have to look forward to. It's going to be like a real packed hour. So I hope all of you will attend and and call get some of your friends and family to join us too, because I promise you, you won't be bored.
0: All right. Thank you. We'll be getting our words together for telling people when and where that is going to be. It's one of the things coming up in December, because this is the last Thursday in November. Can you imagine? We've, We've come to the end of yet another month. So I will look forward to Hearing from you all by email, uh, people who are listening, you can go on to the poweredbyage.com website and there uh, con- in the contact. You can contact me so that I can include you in an invitation. And if you have a friend or a relative that you think would enjoy this format, uh, feel free to send me an email at pbaafc. At gmail.com, powered by age, age friendly city. And thank you. I will see you again next Thursday.
2: Thank
3: you. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Right. Okay. Namaste. Namaskar. Shukriya. Namaskar. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to see you. And uh, hopefully, um, japanese is one of the words you can say thank you in so arigato gozaimas
2: so do i saw that right? <laughs> <Great>. <laughs>